Hi everyone, Edna Kimball, Edna Sells, Century 21 Wright Real Estate, and welcome to today's episode where we have a fan favorite returning. Um, <laughs> please welcome Christy and Stephen Springwater of Springwater Fence. Hi guys. Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. I'm so glad that you guys took the time to come in and visit with us today. You guys are some of the busiest people that I know. We're busy. Very, very busy. <laughs> yes. Very, very busy. So the reason we have the Spring Waters on today is we are going to talk a little bit about investing into the community and they do, you own a local business, Spring, Spring Water Fence. How long have you owned Spring Water Fence? Oh, if he knows. Uh, See if you know. Uh, See if you know. Yeah, probably almost thirty years. Thirty so years. We're, we're getting really close. Oh, yeah. a big anniversary yeah. coming up right. then. Yes. Okay, Springwater Fence here in the Tahlequah, actually all of Cherokee County, and you kind of even edge into Ader County and some yeah. of the other areas. So we stay in about a two-hour radius. Okay, and. 30 years of being a Which, business owner. Really not that old. That we were starting when we were like 19 or 20. <laughs> they were 12, in case yeah, you're doing the math. They were 12 when they started Springwater. <laughs> I just wanted to say, too, if I seem a little heavy or bigger, it's because I'm sitting between a couple of skinny, beautiful. Oh. Oh my God! This is why he's a fan favorite. I'm worried about that, so I was going to get that out there. I was going to wear stripes, but I didn't know which way to go with them. Again, this is why he's a fan favorite. I absolutely love that. Um, and some of you, if you're not, if you have not met the Springwaters, um, you might want to go back and check some old YouTube videos of when Stephen joined us for carpool karaoke years ago. That was probably one of our most watched videos ever so <laughs> Jill the camera you didn't know about that carpool karaoke look it up it's a good one but anyway so 30 years of a business here in Tahlequah that's super impressive that's I love that and there um, you guys are very involved in the community part of the chamber tons of nonprofit work that you work with and, and promote so that's awesome and then they also are the parents of two of our previous podcast guests, Dylan Springwater yes. and Faith Springwater. And uh, again, they, they were fan favorites too. We had a lot of views on theirs. Yeah, so Dylan's our oldest and Faith's our youngest. And then we have the twins that are 25. So they're right in the middle of Okay. So four kids. Yes. Okay, Faith is the only girl. She's the yep. only girl. Okay, so the fa everybody who's following knows Faith. They've watched Faith. Sure. They've seen Dylan on the podcast and around town. Tell us about the twins. Um, the twins are, they're both in PT school. And so one is in um, Norman or, yep. well, Moore area. And then Strauss is, Jake is there. Strauss is in Tennessee. So he's, they're both in PT school and He's going to get his white coat um, in January, well, January 21st or 22nd. I can't remember. He was really excited about that. And so, but that's what they're doing. That's amazing. Yeah. You guys should be so proud. Yeah, yes. So in your, in your part, in your free time, right? You got four kiddos and, and running this business for 30 years. You also own investment properties. We do. How many doors do you own? We have 62. 62 60. units. I say doors. Do you say units or doors? Doors. doors yeah. That that's. I think that's the thing. So you just woke up one day and someone handed you 62 rentals, or how did that happen? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know how we 
got into rentals is, of course, like I say, we were 19, 20 years old is when we kind of started buying our first houses. And uh, we were building fence and working and kind of going to college and doing some things. And and uh, we would take the money that we were making on the fence, the company, the business, and we would try to accumulate down money and do that and put down money. But I, I want to say when I was working, at, I worked at Telquel Lumber uh, in 1718 and Andy Cunningham was there. Uh, oh, yeah. And he had rentals and I kind of give props to Andy a lot and he may not even know it, but I kind of watched him and what he did and kind of mimicked that. And, and also in my business, uh, when we developed it, because we just kind of started it from scratch. I mean, I didn't know how to mix a bag of concrete or do anything. <laughs> my, my dad laughed at me actually one time when I was, we were doing a yard fence, but I watched those guys like Andy Cunningham, Bob Cunningham, Randy Skinner, oh yeah, um, Jeff Reeser, Scott Wright, and just kind of watched those guys and and kind of fed off what they were doing and and That's tried amazing. to tried to implement that you know customer service, uh, doing yeah. things right, doing a good job and and things like that. Because it's really rare for a couple of nineteen year old kiddos to start a business and. First off, props that you're also still together. <laughs> How long have you been married? <laughs> He's going to be in so much trouble when he 38 leaves. Thirty-eight years. Uh, no. Thirty-eight years. Fourteen. Wait a minute. Almost fourteen. I was. No, um, it will be thirty-two years. Thirty-two yes, years. In March. So it's yes. Oh my goodness! Yes. We got, we got married actually. I was 17 and yes. she was 19. I was still, I was, a, I think, a senior in high school or going that way. Oh my goodness. And, uh, so we kind of got married. We had Dylan at yeah. an early age. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. But I can remember when we had Dylan and we were married and we were living in a trailer house, we were working jobs and doing that. But Dylan would be at the ball games that we had or we'd be playing ball and they'd like be passing him around. <laughs> The village race team, right? They helped. So it's it's been a while. So yeah. Well, I and and I think that this is the thing that I love is that you you didn't. I mean, you you literally had jobs, and then you did the fence on the side to kind of get it up and going, and you lived in a you know a mobile home. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of times young people come to me and say, "Hey, I want to get started on this." You, you don't have to start with all the new shiny things, right? Sometimes it's better not to, and that way you can put the money into a business and get that up and going. And somewhere along in there, we made that decision. Like, we lived in a little mobile home, and we actually end up, we had to end up buying two or three houses or four houses before we even got out of the mobile home. Right, you know, we absolutely. We took the down money from the business, and instead of... I don't know, doing whatever with it. Yeah, we yeah. Invested. You didn't take a lot of fabulous we didn't get to go on vacations, vacations for a long time. Or have a dishwasher. I didn't have one of those ever. Oh my! I was like, <laughs> I need a dishwasher. We have all these kids, and I'm running my dishwasher. He was like, oh, and I'm like, but no, the rental will get one. We'll put one in one of those houses. Yeah. Well, we, we would buy them, and then of course we would fix them up. You know, we would work on them. We would. And we did all the work we, ourselves. We, oh my god! The last couple of years, have we had like a, a handyman? 
or a and cleaner. somebody to clean. So I'm just re oh, that's so nice to have but somebody I, help me. <laughs> I love, and this might this might be the title of the episode, Jill. But from mobile home to owning mobile home park, right? So yeah, because you guys, I, I think I helped you guys purchase a mobile yes. home park. So but yeah. but you own quite a few mobile homes. We do. So we are not knocking mobile homes, people. No, no. <laughs> love them. There's a great They're margin. A great way to start. Yes. Way to start. It's a great margin, also, and yeah. you just got to keep them up, and just got to yeah. be willing to work on them, and not let them go down. So yes. yeah, it's it's a constant sure. job for sure, for sure. So how did you decide fencing was what you're going to get into? I, I've never heard this origin story, so. Man, I'm getting to get all this out. I yes. Story. I know. Usually we're talking, and you don't get to actually, talk. Actually, how it happened is, I was. 17, 18 years old, and I was working, I think for the, uh, 18 years old, I was working for the county, running some equipment and doing some things, and but always fencing on the side and doing things. And uh, He started working at the lumberyard, and people were coming and then, in and, and asking lumber, about that, another, and so then he started doing right, the lumberyard, and then... Another tribute to Tillicoa Lumber, uh, and learning so much from those guys, yeah. and being in that certain area with all those guys, um, I did, I... Their fencing guy, you know, they have a great handyman service, and their fencing guy had kind of phased out and wouldn't uh -huh. do it anymore. And I remember Leon Nugent was like, hey, Steve, you know, you're always hustling, doing side jobs. Would you like to try that? Oh, I was like, yeah, I'll try it, you know. And so I tried it and started building fences for the lumberyard and, and doing that, and then it just kind of snowballed where I was building fences for everybody. I did not know that. Totally, yeah. totally self-taught. I mean, never, you know did a lot of it. I worked for Bob Barnes, a, a, a rancher, and I built just miles and miles of uh, fence for him on what they call Sellers Mountain. And I remember Bob taught me deep, straight, and level, which is almost like how to live life, right? Oh, it's I like It's deep, straight, and level. And so I took that concept of that fence and just applied it to every other fence that I did and tried to kind of do that. But how we got in it, we were laying in bed one night. I did an estimate for Randy Roundtree. It all comes back to... It's like every name we know. Well, <laughs> always, no, these are some OGs in our county. Yeah. Always, I've always yeah. wanted to have that opportunity, and I may never get the chance to get to thank those guys or say... You know, this yes. is kind of how it happened. Yeah. Randy Roundtree was a superintendent of... Tinkler school and I was side job and I Randy called me and he, I looked at a, a good job back then it was a backstop and you know baseball field and I remember Randy was like yeah you know give me a number holler back at me and I was real super nervous because the number was big to me at that but any time at, at right. that point one of the bigger jobs that I would ever do or that I was going to do at that point and I remember I came home and I told Christy I was like you know, it's going pretty good. I said, we were laying in bed, and I was like, if Randy gives me that job, if I get that job, um, I'm just going to build fence. That was scary. It was scary. Terrifying. Was scary. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> next day, Randy called was like, when can you start? And we were like, I was like, I'll be there Monday. And I gave, you know, notice. Or, no, I gave notice a couple Mondays. And so that's the only way we've drawn checks since then. Oh my gosh, that is, I, I don't know yeah. why I've never known that story, but that's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to Leon. He's still at Tahlequah Lumber. Yeah. And when people contact me and say, hey, I need a local handyman, if it's kind of a, you know, sure. an intense job, yeah. I'll say, 
Call Leon. Call Tahlequah Lumber. That's that's the go-to. So I love that. They're just great people. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll definitely tag them <laughs> on this. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's amazing. That's amazing. So you went from like. So what do you remember? Even like what the first house price was because the prices are a little different now. Yes, we bought our Babel house. We still own it. Was our first one. So we bought. You still own the set. The first. We do. It's the first one. We're not sellers. You are we not. Are buyers. We are not either. Yeah, yes, we do not we sell. That yeah. Is our big thing. We we typically hang on to everything we have. Buy and hold. It's a long term. Yes. Game. So we bought Maple, um, and it is it was two houses, and we bought it for thirty three thousand. So it was a tall two story and a little house on the back, which we still have, and we've done quite a bit of upgrading to them because sure. they're older houses. Yeah. But those are the first ones we bought. But it's only thirty. Th is that what you thought? It's only thirty thousand. Oh, no. Right? Because at, at that, that point time, you're terrified. No, we were yeah. living in a four thousand dollar mobile home, and we were buying a thirty three thousand. We called it Disco Lemonade. It was green. No. <laughs> We oh my gosh! I know the house. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. scary because I was like, we don't even live in a house ourselves, and we're buying this. And he was like, well, Andy knows these people, and they have this for sale, yep. and we're gonna buy it. I'm like, yep. so it was the most money we'd ever spent. Sure. On oh my gosh! So, yeah, but we still own it. So yes, and we don't get money on it. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's and that's the key is that. But the buy and hold is the long game. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. only look at properties that cash flow? Oh no, that's no. you know you they got to break even pretty much, but we yes. put long term. Yes, for what we're doing right, and has that paid off? Oh yes, <laughs> for sure. I think if you could talk to whoever or a younger person, you know, I would say start early. Because yes. the earlier you start, it's the sooner term. you'll create equity and those things, can, and then you can tool those to buy other things. That's kind of what happened to us. We started early, got some equity, did another one, you know, kept going, and then so it's enabled us, you know, 30 years later to kind of, you know, have a little equity and, and do some other things. But He's a little bit more of a gambler than I am. Of course, I'm changing. I'm getting a little bit better on that. Yeah. But, you know, in the beginning, I was really scared. And oh, so yeah. we, just had, we just had eight units for quite a long time. Yeah. But when those started getting paid for and they were getting Sorry. paid down, we were like, you know what? We could use that as equity and then not have to put so much down. And then we started making larger investments because those that we had purchased, you know, 10 years back or whatever were paid yeah. for because we'd put them on shorter term notes right um, and so that's how we were able to purchase some of the mobile home courts and, and things of like that because you know we would find a good deal and we have a wonderful real estate person that Whoa, uh, Anyways, and we're, we're big drive arounders though too. We drive around and look for property ourselves, um, and then I usually call and then say, "Hey, I seen this, and what do you sure. think?" And she's she'll immediately because she's very. Instant. I say, "Buy them all." <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, do I? No, no, no yeah. No, she doesn't, but she's very instant <clears throat> getting back with us. And I will say I do love that about her because she's instant. Tell us, you know, yes, this is on the market. Yes, it's this much. And so we're well, lucky for that. And I can say this at this point is like, as we I think about that now, kind of the things we bought and the, the more doors and the, and the just whatever. And it's always been Edna. And it's always been a right deal and a good advice deal 
um, as I look back, you know, because it's been going on for years, our relationship and those investments that we did were the great, were good ones. Like they really. But at the time when you're buying them, do I'm, you? I'm scared usually. Yeah, yeah. And do you feel like we're getting a great price? Have you ever felt like? No. Yeah, <laughs> but but I, but I think that's so important. I mean, I'm in the biz, and every I'm still like. Uh, yeah. but does it add up? yeah, but it, uh, it does pay off. So I, but I think that's important because if you wait for a really excellent, great deal, you're probably never going to pull the trigger. Right. Now, having said that, you still got to run the numbers and I don't recommend that you buy if you're not going to break even and everything. But, right. but if you wait for cash flow and you wait for an excellent deal only, you, you might be waiting. Yeah. Right. You're right. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't be so, I mean, yeah. Don't be so scared or nervous. You got to use it kind of like a uh, savings account. Yes, it's yeah. more what it, I yeah. guess we're not, not the best not on that. So great money on it, but it has created equity and leverage and, and basically a, a, hopefully a retirement thing for us or be able to draw some checks. We're not and residual income. And, yeah. yeah. So four kids, mm -hmm. three jobs because you had the side hustle of the fence and you were both working. Sure. Right. Yeah. And living in a four thousand dollar mobile, yeah. and you you now are at sixty two doors. The kids are in college or graduated, and they're all self sufficient. And yes, it feels like we might get a raise here. <laughs> One love, <laughs> yeah. They just kept getting better and better too, oh, didn't they? That's usually the case. So, what's the scariest real estate? transaction is it was it always the most expensive or was there something that you were like i don't know if this is going to play out i ours yes yes yeah so and, and i have to tell this story i always tell every couple that every couple there's a gas and a break and no, you are not the brat. Over time, though. No, no, that's true. So he has been the gas, like, foot to the floor always, and Chrissy's been foot to the floor on the break. And so it's been like, the you know, they stop and go, stop and go. But I will say over the last few years, that has started to kind of shift a little. So. Yeah, no, I and and I do think that that's a healthy combination. So, so, but the, what's the scariest one that you guys can like the or just not scary, but like just the one that you were the most apprehensive about? Was it like a big price, or was it more of like just doing something out of your comfort zone? It was a big price for us. It was a really big price for us, and then it was a big overhaul. Uh, that too, but oh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> they had different ones. It's so because he walked in the door that one and oh, said, uh, "Yeah, no, we're not doing this." And I was like, "Oh no, I want to do this." So, so I won. I won. So there was a multiple unit, or well, the, or we bought a house at Elk Creek that was in really bad shape. Oh, a ha oh, the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, that was a very expensive house. My biggest. Okay. Yes, I yes. remember. I I think you. I about you had, had a had, breakdown. I was going to say it was it was very <laughs> intense. Stressful. It was very we intense. Had a lot so of work ahead of us and now I'm very grateful we have it. But I Which one is your So that was your scariest one to it buy. Was. Which one is your favorite property now? That one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually knew that cuz we had just had that conversation. The scariest one was 
this face. My absolute favorite one, and I'm very glad we have it now. But I can I remember sitting in my car and being like, what have I done? Yeah, I, I think you said that to me, too. <laughs> yes, I'm about to cry. Here we were, like, on day 90 of still doing the remodel, and it was a lot of work. Yeah, but, no, it um, was. It, it was a hot mess. A great. It was a great investment, but a very scary one. Yeah, yep. yeah. But I think it's healthy to go in. I actually say this all the time. I would much rather get those panic calls in the process of buying because then I know that the the client is being realistic and working through the problems and coming up with, you know, solutions and everything as opposed to they had no concerns and they were just giddy because to me that's an emotional buy and then at closing reality punches them in the face, you know. So that's always a little worrisome, but yeah. I'm kind of the worst case scenario part person well, in our thing. Steven's a little bit more, it'll be okay or whatever. But yes. me, I'm just like, okay, what could be the worst thing that could happen? So and yeah. it's, it's obvious that I'm, I'm the beauty and she's the brains. You know what I mean? Right. That's, yeah. I mean, it's, exactly. you know. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly. Christy's to. doing the math yeah. for the yeah. fence and everything yeah. while, while you just stand there and look good. Huh? <laughs> Oh, he—he's a charmer. This is why. This is why. So, what's what's next for the Springwaters? Are you guys ramping up? Are you still looking to buy more? Like, do you get to a point that you're done, or we're we are actually we've made some decisions this year, kind of like new things. We're kind of wanting to venture out into the commercial property. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're actually in a contract with something currently, and okay. so that's kind of that's going to be kind of our new thing. Yeah. We're going to yeah. Try something a little different. So right now you own single family. Mm -hmm. You own um multi-family like a multi-units apartment building. Yeah. You own several mobile home parks, right? right? Mm -hmm. How many mobile homes do you own? Four. Four or mobile four home parks. parks. Four parks, right? And, and so they're not they're I mean, not large. We have brand new yeah, we have, we have, new, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you have, ones, but, but you have the two parks that you started, which is a whole different right. raw that land that you turned started. in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. That and was all him, because that was all me putting the brakes on with both feet. You were not happy about no, that. I was scared to death. But, but it's paid it off really It's a really good thing, but I will say I had both feet in the ground and had a couple crying moments of, I don't want to do this. And but. he's dragging you through. Yes, huh? Yeah. Yes. But I think that's a good balance. I think it's important for, you know, because otherwise if they're, if you're both gas, you're going to drive off the cliff. If you're both brake, you're not going to go anywhere. So having a little bit of balance, I think is a smart thing to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and you guys own short-term rentals. We do. Airbnbs. Yes. How long have you been in that? Um, just right at two years. Okay. Um, and it's actually done really well. Um, I've been surprised. I mean, but um, it's done really well. Um, and we actually have one that um, is next to our office where we live. And we have we either have nurses or business people come in. They stay three, four months at a time. It's been a really good thing. Or, and then we have a lake property that's weekend. Or this new thing that's happened is people asking to use it for birthday parties. And so it's actually worked out pretty good for us because we've had a couple people that have just been like, well, we would rent it daily. 
um, to, or, you know, like use it for the evening and use the, you know, just use the home. Yeah, you've had birthday parties, showers, yes. you know, game night, people renting it for that. Yes. And so that's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is the key of long-term success because I, I saw you guys do that in your fence industry also is that you, you have to zig and zag and bob and weave and come up with new, they, right. they actually rent fencing. Like that, just the first time I heard that, that blew my mind. Yeah. But to be successful in any industry, you gotta. I think that's safety. Today. It's safety construction fence, so it goes around sites when they're building. Okay. It's for like you know for theft or for safety for someone sure. to get hurt. It's, so it's yeah, a, we do have thing. that. It's been great. I think you got to be a little diverse in it. Like our motto and our stuff on it's any fence anywhere. Okay. So that means that. We're not just not going to do the little dog pen or, or the bob wire fence or and just hunt the big one because it's going to take like and really it's going to take all kinds yeah, to yeah. make that whole bubble work. So we'll we'll do do any of it. Big commercial all the way down because I have had some clients that were moving couldn't do the full fence and they would come in and rent small fencing from you for the dogs, which just blew my mind. I thought that was such a great solution. And we've had a few that were interim, you know, building a new home and needed it. And you guys were able to help them out. So I think that's huge. Um, so, so the moral of the story is you might not live in as expensive of a home as you own because you could you could rent that out and make more money, right? So kind of some house hacking. And now tell me the fence theory again, straight. Uh, you gotta be straight, deep, and level. Straight, you, deep, and level. Uh, that's a Bob Barnes That's quote. a Bob Barnes thing. Okay, okay, <laughs> we're gonna give Bob Barnes credit for that, but. I have a, a post you know, and this is kind of in our fences, you know, if, if we're going to dig you a hole, it's Cherokee County, it's solid rock. Mm -hmm. But we're going to give you every bit of depth that you need for that post to hold. If we go to cheating on it or giving up, because that rock bar, got, you know, you're, you're picking away at that sandstone or flint rock. If you give up and short that hole, it's going to eventually water out. Or if you put a tight fence on it, it's going to pull up and out. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to have to come back and back it up and do all those things. So if you go deep, um, it's gonna hold. If you go level, it's gonna be straight. And if you go tight, it's gonna hold your livestock, it's gonna hold your dogs, it's gonna hold all those things. Mm -hmm. Kind of a life. I like that. And you just kind of apply that in all life. of the, all of yeah. the, end, raising those kids. I feel like you did that. Level. Yeah, yeah. Mean and strict. <laughs> mean and strict. Well, yeah. We're strict. I'm like, well, oh well. But and look how great okay. it turned out. <laughs> it turned out okay. Absolutely. Yep, 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 absolutely. Well, I seriously, I can't believe you had time to come in and talk to us today because you do have so much going on. And now it's getting kind of fun because now you get to go and watch your children win these great accolades and awards and finish and get their white jackets and all of that, but you're still running and gunning. Yes, we are. That's exciting. We made it. <laughs> 32 years of marriage, 30 years in the business, and, and you really built it yourself. So that's, that's amazing. And we really appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah. Oh. And it's just a, I feel a little, oh, well, it's all about uh, no and all that, but like credit to, you know, we we have faith and we have, you know, our God, God and all that. And without 
that, we would be uh, nothing as far as our finances he provides for us. He's, they, that's been the thing that's really sustained us through the tough years and all that is just keep tithing your money, keep keep gambling. And, you know, if you're going to gamble, you need to gamble on Jesus. So and I don't mean to be. No, you know, no. That's really how it, I mean, it wasn't because we were God smart. It wasn't because we were smart. It wasn't because we were anything. We were really just kind of a whatever, but that's really kind of what's been the success. I want to tell one more story. I've been dying to do this, but you can edit it or whatever. <laughs> it was how, and I've, I've had a couple interviews and I've always wanted to, but I didn't. But, so how we met Ed in our... Oh, gosh. With the, Whistle it, it, for was, it was probably 2001. I'm just making updates and stuff. Yeah. 2001. It was Thanksgiving. Uh, we were driving around looking for somewhere to eat. At the Sportsman's Lounge, I don't know if you remember, it was Dwayne's place now, but there used to be this, people oh, will know this, this. Sure people will know this. <laughs> it was the Sportsman's Lounge, where Dwayne's place is now. We pulled in there, they were having a, a, a Thanksgiving buffet, and then Herb were in there. And we <laughs> sit down by him, and the rest was history. And he just made that story complete. I was just like, that never happened. <laughs> I've never gone out to eat on sports, Thanksgiving. Sportsman's Land, right, yeah. Some people remember Sportsman's Land. They'll think that. And this is why we, he's a fan favorite. He can make stuff up on the spot. I was thinking, I don't remember any of this. But Last thing, and I'm done. You should try living with Last him. Last thing, I'm <laughs> done. I mentioned all those people that I've watched and the mentor and do all those things. But Edna's been one of those, too, as on the side of watching how Edna and her a partnership, of how they do things, and I've taken things that she said and tidbit, tidbits and things of that and applied them to some things we do. So it's all about learning that knowledge and taking in what you can. You don't always have to uh, use that knowledge or do whatever, but I think it's about taking it in and assessing it, doing what you want. Absolutely, but, you know. absolutely. Having mentors or people sure. who, are, who are doing it and and then what feels right that they're telling you and you take what works for you and you do it. A lot of people are going to be following your journey and see, figuring out how they can make it work for them. Yep. Um, but you guys start early. start early. There you go. And don't buy a pack of gum without talking to Ed. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites. One of my favorites. So, okay, everyone, as always, please like, follow and share. And if you would like to be a guest on the next podcast, reach out or if there's someone you would like for us to interview, we would be happy to contact them and see if they would like to join us. But as always, guys, thank you so much for coming in. Follow this, we know. But <laughs> do what you gotta do. Thanks everyone.